the Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Brock and Sog. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on Seattle Sports Station. Well, a Tuesday edition today of the Pete Carroll Show. Of course, we thought we'd give Pete enough time to make his way back from Europe. How was the trip? Before it, we get to the game and all that, how was how was the trip? How was Germany? It, it um, exceeded any expectations of just it was so so well orchestrated by our, our people that you know set it up, and all the advanced group and all of that, and uh, where we where we stayed and the practices and <clears throat> everything just worked out great. And but it was more than that. It was the people. The people were incredible. Um, everybody everywhere we went for we had unbelievable security. I mean, like three levels it seemed like everywhere and guys on the roofs and the whole thing you know they're everywhere and but everybody was just so kind and, and thoughtful and considerate and happy to have us there you know they really were great you could sense the, the appreciation and uh they just treated us you know amazing so like going to philadelphia <laughs> yeah yeah not quite so it was really special and and uh that that was palpable um then the the event at the stadium um, was just captured by the unity of the crowd. You know, they didn't always cheer at the right time. You know, they they, they cheered, you know, differently than our crowds. They didn't like when we took the field. You know, they didn't want that fired up. And when they took the field, they want that fired up. It was surprising in that regard. Um, but uh, it was just the unity and the, the, how they do that. I don't. They're singing songs in our language. You know, could you imagine going to Lumen Field and we're singing songs in another language and we're all doing it like we've been doing it our whole lives? It was just so well orchestrated and it was it was moving. It, it was it was moving and, and special and made it, uh, I don't know, just a one of a kind type of experience. So we're all I think we're all grateful for that. How would you compare and contrast that, Pete, to the to the London trip? And I know the NFL has been to London a ton, and this was new land and new territory. But how would you compare and contrast the two? It, it, it was more it, it, we came away more emotionally connected to it, I think. And, and, and uh, they, it was more moving. And they were they demonstrate there's a spirit in, in Germany that was different to me. They they do seem together and they do seem unified and and they are. There's a pride that you that came across, and maybe I'm making that. Maybe they just fooled us. I don't know, but that's that's what it felt like, you know. And and so uh, it, it, the whole experience had a really connected uh, and uh, special feeling. Did everyone come home on the same plane, or did players <laughs> stay there with the bye week to be in no, Europe? No, everybody came home. That we were split up with, uh, like the third floor administration people. They they flew on a different uh, a different trip. But um, other than that, we all came together. Yeah. We heard that the field was challenging, and and obviously for both teams, not not trying to make excuses. Yeah, it was lousy. Out of this. It wasn't good. But it wasn't a good field. I hear a lot of complaints about fields in general. Sometimes turf fields, sometimes grass fields. What is the perfect NFL field? Well, the the Florida fields are great. You know, they're they're so dried out, and the California fields are, are really good just because of the weather. The, this field was, it's it's a nightmare because you don't know when you're gonna your, your footing's gonna give away. And the the fields felt wet and and was soft on the on the top. You couldn't get any. You couldn't really dig in. Our guys all changed their cleats and and to to feel better about it. But they still, when you really powered down and you had to dig in, like 
pass rushers coming around an edge or trying to drive a tackle back, the footing just isn't there. And so you're always kind of on pins and needles as you're taking your footwork. And even the quarterbacks, you know, it, it affects everybody. So you, you would think of the receivers and the DBs, yes, and that's a big deal. But uh, can Walker hit the ground two or three times, you know, trying to make a cut because the ground, just, the turf couldn't hold him up, you know, hold, hold for him. So it, it, it's a little bit of a nightmare. It's really hard on the pass rushers. They can tell the whole time that they just can't dig in. Did you guys get an opportunity to, to practice on that field? I know you practiced at what, uh, with the soccer club, and, and those are pretty cool moments captured as well. Did you have any sense that the surface would be of that way? Did you get to get on we it the day before? The whole time. Yeah, and, and the practice field we were on was, was even softer. Um, and so we and they had told us that it's not the same, and it did not feel the same. It was really lush, the practice field. And the game field was, was much, you know, closer cut and it felt like it might be different but it in in ultimately was basically the same you didn't have footing that you could count on so but it's it's equal it's it's not you know both sides of the uh, both teams had to go against that what sets tom brady apart um well he's got he's proven that he's an ultimate competitor. He's proven that for a long time ago. I mean, he, he, he gained respect for anybody that considers that, you know, important a long, long time ago. Uh, his consistency is, is remarkable. It's remarkable. Um, he also was able to play his, his style, the way he needs to play in the pocket, ball out quick and, 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 uh, in towards the middle of the field that he, that he really treasures. Um, that 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 ability to do that, even though you know it's going to happen, you know he's he's been doing that for a whole career because he's better at it than the other teams are, and at their than people are at defending it, and that's it was a frustrating deal for us because we knew that he was that's what he could be like, and he was, and we didn't stop it, you know, and we had a couple balls we knocked down, you know, a, a Jordan gets one and Cody gets an interception, those were the same concepts that he killed us on too in the game, four or five snaps. Um, you know, of big plays that changed field position and really affected the game. And so he was able to do his thing again. And he's old and, and he's been around and he, and he can still do it. I think it's just so darn impressive that he can do that. How are they able to, to play their game, Pete? Able to, to run it coming into the game, 60 <clears throat> yards a game or so rushing at, at such a hard time and put him in much more passing predicaments. How, how were they able to run it Sunday in Munich? <clears throat> well, they, they just kept doing it. It was, and there, there's, Overall, the third down conversions allow you more plays, okay? And the lack of third down conversions allow us fewer plays. So that that always plays into it, and they had the opportunity to do that. Um, they, well, I, Let me say this. I, I thought that coming away from the game here a couple of days later and get a clear thought about it, that was a classic illustration of how we like to play. You know, that was a classic. They did it on both sides of the football, clean on, on special teams, and, and basically took care of the ball. And they almost screwed it up, you know, with the with the fluky play, the, the interception that they throw us. Um, they almost screwed it up. But they that's how the traditional way that you can play our style of football was demonstrated. They have not been doing that. They had not stayed with the running game enough. They had probably they had 44 carries, and there's almost I don't know, 25 or 6 carries. That's three yards or less. There's a lot of nothing runs in there. But because they had converted, they could come back and do it again. And they were determined, more than they were for us going in, they were determined to run the football because they had it, it become so visible and so topical. The guys were affected by that, and they did a great job. And I, I think we should give their coaches you know, a lot of credit. And uh, uh, the offensive coaches, defensive coaches, they, they did a nice job of countering what they needed to get done, and they were able to do it. That's how we've been winning. We've, been, we've won for a month in the same fashion, and, and uh, 
it, 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 you know, it just it irks me that we have to say that they beat us kind of in the way we want to play, you know, but they did. Yeah, there's been some talk uh, in the city here the last day or two that while obviously no loss is great, and I know they stick with you, that it wasn't a that, that it felt like a one-off rather than the Seahawks regressing back to maybe how you were in the first couple games of the season when you guys. Oh, were it was nothing like that. Bit. No, no, it was nothing like that. And you, honestly, I, I don't like giving the decays credit, but you got to give them credit. They were able to get it done. And then we, were they just more physical? No, they no, they just. They executed better. They got the ex- ex- they did a really nice job of keeping us from executing on third down on our offense, and so we're off the field. So they're back again. I mean, we had a we had to shift gears, which we did really effectively. You saw us change the rhythm. You saw us change the emphasis. We came out moving, trying to mix the the game, and we we said, Gino, let's go, and uh, we wrote him. You know, and that's that's that was what we did in the second half because we knew we they weren't rushing the passer very well. One, we were protecting okay, but the turf didn't allow it. So we had, you know, the freedom to go ahead and throw the ball quite a bit. And Gino's been marvelous. And we just needed we, we, everything but the fumble. You know, the, the fumble got got away from us. And, and uh, us not stopping them in the four-minute situation was our next chance. We should have. We had two great chances to win a football game. And uh, that's the frustrating part is we missed that opportunity to go five in a row, coming home and taking a break and all the rest of it. Cheerleading here in the you know, new radio show. Yeah. Uh, a little different pregame where, gosh, you have so many healthy inactives, right? Usually week 10 of a season, it's pretty obvious who's active, who's not. Guys are banged up, missing practice. I mean, your team is flying from a health standpoint. I'm curious the decision was made to to inactive or deactivate Monet. Maybe to that thought that this team wouldn't run it 44 times. Is that an accurate Yeah, that's right. That's exactly the illustration. Exactly. You're on it. I'm kind of pissed that you pick up so easily. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we, we went with uh, Miles because he's got different makeup. And he's quicker and he's more of a pass rusher oriented guy. They just threw the ball 58 times. They're leading the NFL in attempts and yardage and all that kind of stuff. And we know the style of their run game. We thought we would be able to hold up, you know, without having uh, Brian with us. And he has been a big factor in keeping us, you know, our level of play. But that – and that demonstrated what we thought we needed to do. Uh, you mentioned Gino and sort of riding him in the second half. It's funny. We've sort of been talking about how this maybe was his quote-unquote worst game of the year so far, maybe because of the fumble or whatever. But if that's his worst, it seems like the the, the floor is pretty high for what Gino was capable of. Yeah, I, I mean, the second half, he was marvelous in the second half. He was doing everything. And uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, the fumble is the play. we got to keep him from running the ball, too, you know, because he's – He's just not as well well equipped as the runners, you know, and uh, and that guy got a great punch on it, did it exactly right, <clears throat> and we have to defend against that. But Gino's more vulnerable, just like every quarterback is, you know, and you have to just look out for him. There's a few quarterbacks I happened to watch uh, some of Josh Allen. I was looking, checking out some stuff, and he's running like a fullback. You know, that's different. You know, and, and our guys got to take care of the football, and so we have to avoid the opportunities that they they can go after. There seems to be some confusion about the play. Gino said afterwards that it was a draw. I know you said afterwards it was well, a pass. I mean, is a draw a fake play kind of in a sense? You kind of fake it. You know, you think it can look like a pass and you run it. Yeah. So you ask me. I don't want to tell them what we're doing. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Fair enough. There's, there's sometimes i got to go to the competitive So you're saying Gino's being more honest. Yes, he was being more He's honest. He's being a little too honest. Yeah, I, could, I was kind of feathering my way through that. And <laughs> Fair enough. You know, it's well, a fun back, back to Gino. He's right. You know, it was a fun conversation was with Matt Hasselback about an hour ago, Coach. And because there have been a few people, Trent Dilfer said, gosh, Gino reminds me of Matt. I'm seeing a lot of Matt. When Matt made the turn in 02 and 03, 
We've gone to Rich Gannon and others. But when I look at Gino and just his command, his accuracy, his composure, you know, communication, all of it, I am sure seeing a ton of Matt Hasselback. Now, you got Matt in 2010, a little older version than the 0203. Do you see a comp there between those two guys in some yeah, ways, too? Yeah, you know, you, you, whoever's pointing that out is accurate about that, I think, because they, they both are guys that could run the football when, when they need to, and, they, you know, Matt could scramble and get out. Gino's maybe a little bit niftier than, than what Matt was. Sorry, Matt. But uh, they're both pocket-type guys, stand-up, you know, stature-looking guys, and, and uh, Gino, you know, Gino can throw the ball as hard as anybody that's played the game, and so he has a more powerful arm. Matt was just as accurate, just as effective, and, and could run the club in, in you know with mastery and that's that's what you're seeing from Gino so I think it's a really good really good comp I know you talked a little bit uh, after the game on Sunday about Gino's potential future here uh, with the team I, I was asking is this the beginning of the Gino Smith era <laughs> I don't know. Whoever knows who says stuff like that. Me, yeah. radio, radio host, host. Pete, yeah, radio host stuff, for twelve years. You know that. Well, let's begin the era. Um, now you look back and you, you say stuff like that uh, to me. Um, but but he's doing great, and we love to be playing with him. And, and uh, so you know we'll, we'll take care of business when when the time is appropriate and all of that. But. Uh, you can. I don't see why you couldn't project that Gino can play. You know, what, what, how can anybody? What more can we ask for from the guy? We just need to keep pushing him out there and complimenting what he's doing and, and keep his head on straight and make sure that he stays healthy and, and don't run the ball very much. You know. Can, can you can you help me a little bit on on his maturity and how he's matured over the years? And, and maybe this is an uncomfortable subject a little bit, but you know, I, I think about you know the young Gino who had his issues with the Jets, et cetera, and I can understand that that's a long time ago, right. and he's grown quite a bit since then and been on a journey. But you know, the last moment of last year after the game, you know, he he's has the DUI. Is, has there been maturation since then? Does that does that factor into the thinking of sort of who he is? I, I think he's demonstrated the wisdom of a of a really mature, experienced athlete. You know, that has learned from his from his past and he's seen tons of examples of guys and how to do it and and he's in command of himself he's he's been extremely poised and he's been articulate with his observations and stuff and he's had some really cute things that he said and he's he's captured a lot of people i think in just the way he's embraced it i i I, I, that's we're seeing a guy who's seizing his opportunity in handily taking taking care of it uh, that's what a remarkable thing to see but also what a great thing for him and, and for us too you know he's got it so um things don't always stay the same so you know you know guys go through a lot of changes and stuff but um i think gino is grounded and beautifully set up for you know to take full advantage of this op and you know who knows how long who cares about trying to figure that one out we'll just go at about every turn, Pete, whether it was in the preseason, over the course of this season, heck, even Sunday when you were asked about Gino and, and conversations, you always include Drew Locke. You don't minimize Drew here and what Drew is doing. We don't get to see it behind the scenes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you continue to mention him time and again. Why? He's, I think he's really good. And, and he's shown us that we, he's an exciting, uh, has an exciting future. And, uh, I, I, you know, many times have probably 
put it in in the light that he's growing too, and he's going to be really good when he gets his chance. And we'll we'll have just as many opportunities to make plays when he's on the field. We see it every day. I mean, he battles every day against our first defense, and you know competes to try to beat their tails every day. And it's it's great to see, and he's developing in ways that that uh, it just takes time. And and so if if he's fortunate enough to to capture the time in similar fashion that the Gino has he's going to be a terrific player and so uh unfortunately these guys don't get to get on the field to show it but um we see a lot and so we're really um, i love having both those guys battling and know that if Gino has to come out and fix the shoelace or something he'll pop in there and away we go and, and uh it'll be exciting to see him. We'll, be, we'll be fired up for him he's really embraced Seattle He's embraced the Seahawks and being part of our organization in a way that makes it easy to talk like this about him and, and be on his side and, and, and pulling for him, just like we did with Gino. You know, Gino was in, in a similar fashion uh, in, in years past, and so these guys have handled it really well. Jim McMahon got on the wrong bus the next morning. <laughs> yeah, he did. I heard you tell the story. I'm sorry. I got to hear a little bit more about this. And I, I do think it's sort of sad that this type of thing has been lost in sports because everybody's got a cell phone and a camera and a picture and 24 hour news cycle. And this guy can't be my quarterback. And I don't even know if he'll re- remember it. <laughs> to tell you the truth. So he After... legit, So the next one, you're going to practice. He yeah, gets on your bus. We're getting on the bus outside the hotel, and and we're, I think, and we're uh, as we're loading up. He's he's sitting there in seat two. You know, he's ready ready to go. What's up, fellas? You know, and everybody was just such a hoot. You know, and and uh, and he was he, he said, I, you know, he was making comments about the Bears, and you know, I've had enough. They don't need me, and you know, I, I need you know, let's go. You guys are way more fun, and stuff, you know, that kind of stuff. And so everybody, <laughs> you know, was just I assume remarkable. he didn't make it all the way to practice with you. <laughs> no, he didn't. He, uh, no, he didn't. But he hung with us for. About 15 minutes, which was really that was just him being vintage, you know. So, any fun stories like that? Maybe not quite that extraordinary, but any fun no. that the guys had in Germany? Yeah, the, um, I think the, probably the the one of the things that we had the most fun was was at their practice field, and they're practicing right next to us, and they 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 have this curtain between so that we can't see them practice. Like, we don't, you know, we can't, what are we going to see? And we met, met their coach and, and, uh, uh, in, this is the he, soccer team. Yeah. The, yeah. The soccer team, um, Byron. And, uh, you know, you know, I'm a little bit more apt to want to do stuff than, than he, they were, and they were kind of tight and, and we were kind of loose. And, and, uh, uh, we eventually, you know, I tried to, I was going to, take our team over and watch them practice for a little bit. And you kind of didn't want that to happen. And, and then I invited them to come over to our practice. You know, they didn't want that to happen. And uh, so, uh, But there, a few of their players, after they were done, they were done before us, and they were traveling that afternoon. Um, they came in and watched practice a little bit. So I just grabbed them and yanked them into the circle, and they, they came on. Uh, Don Cord, you know, kind of translated some of their stuff. And it just was just a fun time. What did they make of DK? Um, I don't know, but they were they really they were looking at him. They were checking him out. Yeah, they, yeah, they wanted to they wanted to see he, he you know who's the best soccer he, player on your team? Um, I think uh, Jason Myers is. I think he's the one. He's got the most background. Yeah. Uh, what I asked him, I wanted to see if they would put their goalie in. We pulled a goal over and set it up at the end of the field before we had the interaction, and I wanted to see if they'd get their goalie and we'd take some shots at him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was I asked him. He said no, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah, so, so I kind of tell off so right bad. off the bat that there was. Don't they have a backup goalie they can use that? For? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we would have taken anybody, but it, it was just to have fun. So, 
So <laughs> you had a you had an extra long uh, flight home, a lot of a lot of hours. As you dug into not just your tape, and you mentioned kind of digging in and looking at Josh Allen and others at the ten week point, you get a chance to look at maybe a little more at the rest of the NFL. Yeah. Anything pop up? I saw Josh yet? Allen because I was watching Minnesota. It was really I was watching gotcha. their defense. But, um, yeah, we'll do all kinds of stuff. We're, we're, we're already uh, yesterday and, and today the coaches are doing a, a bunch of different things to, to, uh, you know, to take advantage of the opportunity to, to look back and do the self-scout stuff and, and, and also to look at other people who are doing things similar or things that we like. And uh, we, we want to come out of here better. And, and uh, it, it's, you know, it's, I challenge the players maybe in like fashion, but that we, we need to be better when we come back. And when and this break is important for us. We're going to come back really feeling good. Uh, we have so many guys healthy going into it, so we'll feel really good coming back out. But we've got to be determined to finish this thing because here, here's what we've done. We're, we're in first place right now, okay, with what, whatever's happened. That doesn't mean anything anymore. It's already done in the, in the books. What are we going to do now? And so um, with a real, you know, Recommitment, you know, new again and started again, and uh, firm sight on what we can do, and we know we can get so much better. There's so many things we can do better. Then, with the first few games were were messy, and uh, we're if we can clean it up and keep going, we got a chance to make a run. And so let's go. What other teams are doing things that you like? Who's playing well this year? Uh, I, well, I always like watching the, you know, the the big quarterback offenses, you know, Buffalo and Casey and what they're doing, and, and the Chargers too. You know, those guys, those cubes that that do so many things and, and their style, and I think they really updated the Giants. You know, really followed Brian's work, and and uh, and then we've all of the defenses, you know, that, that play like us. You know, Denver and, and Minnesota. Minnesota's important is interesting because they started the same time we did, and how far they come along. And Eddie Don tells us, you know old-time friend watching his development and just trying to learn you know and see what we can anticipate and what we can do to complement what we're doing are they doing any new things and stuff like that so we're just growing um yeah that's it you see uh, that play that justin jefferson made um i have not seen that play no i didn't see that side of the ball no i heard it's awesome i'll I'll get to it it's pretty amazing yeah yeah hey i'm curious one practice the other day that was like uh like what who was that um, uh, our guy Aesop's yeah, Aesop made a made a grab that like I haven't seen on football field. One hand, yeah, one handed, backhanded, leaping out of bounds, touchdown, two feet in. You know, I mean the whole thing. But um, yeah, we're always looking for the special. They're probably stuff. not going to let running backs throw a Tariq Woolen anymore. Would you say that? That's hey, probably. Hey, done. I'm glad you brought it up. That what a what a great job of Baton. I mean, he, he the play before the time before. You know, he really came he came farther in and adjusted and really ignored the quarterback more than we tell him to and but by doing so they i'm sure they said hey we gotta come back and throw the ball like he, they're not they're not paying attention to him and so he he walked inside again and we were screaming at him on the sidelines <laughs> get, get back out you know and he and he started to he started to back out and he backed out just perfectly baited him into it made a great turnaround you know turnover for us a, a cool. unique football question here for you pete and this is built a little bit on hasselback last hour talking about you and his experience there in seattle now that matthew is a a qb coach himself it is uh, at his son's school he said you know the one thing i always appreciated about pete and where he was so different and unique from the rest in the league is he would devote a day to compete that wednesdays were about us Wednesdays were about what we do, and we continue to just compete good on good, whereas there was so much paranoia, and is, around the league, like, oh, we can't do that for a day. Do you still do that? Do you still have a yeah. a, a day, and even with a, a young group like this, where you devote that time to, to compete against one another? Yeah, for, first off, let me just make a comment about Matt. Matt was a guy that really embraced the 
keeping track of what we were doing. I mean, for him to still remember that, that's I think it's kind of remarkable that he, he, he understood exactly what we were doing. And, and But he did take good notes, and he asked good questions, and he was always really astute and, and all that. I'm, I'm glad that he has that to gauge how he wants to do his own football, you know, and how, mm-hmm. how he observes his own fo- football and, that, and all that. But, yeah, we, that, that day is to – there's there's more than just the competing part of it. It's you come off a game and a game has an effect because of the outcome of it one way or the other. And what we want to do is neutralize what that effect is so that it doesn't uh, change our ability to get focused on the new opportunity that's coming up. So by competing, that's what that's what we gather. And and so uh, you know we talk about matchups. I mean we do the same thing we've been doing for a long time. We talk about what offensive players going to match up on what defensive player. We put their pictures up and make a big deal about it. And we when something happens in practice where they go head on head, you know we see who won and that's where shoot offs come out of and all, and all kinds of things come from that. But that's that and uh, and and just getting back to the it's always the day of fundamentals. We give a presentation on that day of a new special unique little fundamental just to keep us connected to the basics because I, I really feel like during the course of the season teams get worse and they, they don't necessarily get better at the at the basics of it and not all teams but they they tend to lose the edge that they came out of camp and the offseason all that with and we don't ever want that to happen so to you know, Wednesday is, is is competition Wednesday is about matchups it's about turning our focus back to the the basics of the game and to forget what we just went through and and find a common way to re re uh, capture our focus, and so that the week is underway, and and then and so we're keeping score in the the last five plays of the day. It's offense against defense, and we got the score on the board, and you know it's just for fun. But but that stuff works. It always has because yeah. guys love to compete. If I I could say uh, okay, let's bet five dollars on on something. You know, like uh, who's going to catch this next ball or who's going to win in the one on one? These guys would throw that money out in a heartbeat. They'd bet, then they go crazy. They'd be nuts about who's going to win and it's for five bucks. You know, and these guys make millions of dollars. And, and so it, it's not. It's it's about the the, the mentality of, of competition has really always served us well. And we've that's. You know, it's, it's what you wanted Bayern Munich to do, and they didn't want to do it. I wanted them to go. I wanted to see if we could <laughs> yes. beat their goalie. You know, I knew he was going to win, so I, I was giving it to him. <laughs> I just wanted to just do it. You know, so. Uh, but. Well, it seems like next week we'll have to address, I guess. Uh, hey, wait, 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 so wait, wait. Yeah. So speaking of, of goalies, I, I I was introduced to uh, um, a, a guy named Ollie. I can't remember his last name, but he's the all-time goalie like in the history of soccer okay. he was talking to uh, uh, Roger Goodell in the silence and the guy had a chance to go meet this guy he's supposedly like the most competitive guy that ever played soccer and uh, so man I was falling all over the guy you know just to be around him and all that oh, it was just an awesome moment cool. so so sometimes there's something special about those goalies it's awesome anyway, Coach, sorry, sorry thank interrupt. you no we gotta run we gotta turn things over to Bump and Stacy. enjoy the off week here and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you guys yes. after Thanksgiving and after the Raiders game you think the fans will start singing can we get them to go i, I mean i don't you know when i first came they here, know I country that, roads I, I don't is there know. a song you want them to sing i don't care what the song is i just want them to have that much fun you tweet out the song and uh, the people will uh, try, people to will try to figure yes. we gotta run we'll see you guys tomorrow morning at 6 a.m kj right of course eight o'clock tomorrow until then the hay there's in the barn barn see everybody get to the chopper